today on Rolling with New York Mike. It's just everyone that works there is passionate about doing something at this buffalo chip for the bikers, for the events. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now, his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. All right, rolling with New York Mike, and we're live, baby. So let me just catch everybody up with where we um, where we left off. The last podcast I talked about doing the combat control reunion at Mount Soledad, putting up the plaque. I know we talked about rolling to remember, riding to Washington, D.C. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. We're getting close. We're going to talk about that. Got a very special guest today. We're going to get to Woody and Robert Pandia, the COO, Chief Operating Officer and owner of the legendary Buffalo Chip. We're going to get to all that. But first, I want to, I want to bring everybody up to date. My Combat Controller Brothers wrote in, and I know we talked about what we were going to be doing, putting up the plaque on Mount Soledad. It worked out so amazingly well. We honored 22 amazing combat controllers killed since 1961. The turnout was just phenomenal. Sean O'Connor, the CEO of Mount Soledad Association, just outdid himself. The guys all rode in. We must have had 100 people that were standing around. Robert Patrick came down the night before we had dinner. Again, he was, as always, thrilled to, to host it, to be the ambassador, to do what he does, the patriot that he is, and got up there and started telling jokes. And, of course, he told jokes about Petrina and me and all that. <laughs> he, did, he did a great job. It's a solemn thing when you're honoring dead brothers, but it was also something that we all wanted to have a good time with, enjoy the opportunity to honor them at the Mount Soledad War Memorial. Personally, it's something that I'm thrilled about, being able to make sure that everybody that wants to be honored up there can be there. Saving that war memorial and the cross was something that's always going to probably be one of the most important things I've done in life. And I said last week there was 7,000 plaques. Well, it's about 6,700 plaques, but we're going to be at 7,000. They built new walls. It's phenomenal. And the effort that the Mount Soledad Association puts into it is great. So we did that on Wednesday. On Thursday, we all rode to Las Vegas for the reunion at the South Point Hotel. That was phenomenal. Uh, Saturday night was the banquet. The largest turnout we've ever had. Almost 300 combat controllers. I got to speak to, there were guys who were in Vietnam with me in the 60s and the 70s. But with excitement, don't get me wrong, I love those guys, <laughs> all these guys. But what excites me most is talking to the combat controllers who are currently serving. And I certainly get a chance to do that once in a while, but especially every year at the annual reunion. And talking to these guys is, there's a guy I'm talking to, his name is Peaches. He's this guy, he's a kid. I don't know how old he is, but he looks like a kid. Whether you can appreciate that, right? <laughs> and it turns out he's, he's stationed over there in, in Las Vegas at Nellis Air Force Base. A lieutenant colonel. <laughs> so it was great to get updated. I know that I've been a critic of what's going on in the military. We're all concerned about it. But don't sell our military short. As hard as it is to get recruits, as hard as it is to to do the training that needs to be done. And let me reiterate that we found out that out of the 51 combat controllers killed, 26 were killed in training. The training, if you don't train even harder, and just the way it is, you've got to have that training because if you don't do the training to that extent, you're going to lose more in battle. It's just the way it is. It's unforgiving. I know it sounds harsh, but it's a fact. And talking to these young guys, again, <laughs> the one guy that liked Colonel, and a few other guys, you hear about what they're doing, their effort, even to overcome 
the current administration and where they're going. But there's a lot more of what's going on that's good than should be concerned us. So I, I wanted to get to that. I'm going to get more into that maybe the next time. I want to get a, a little bit. Don't forget, we're leaving in less than two weeks and we're headed to Washington, D.C., Rolling Thunder, which is now rolling to remember. The AMVETs are doing an amazing job. Last year, there were over 50,000 bikes because the first year, uh, 21, we had 50,000 bikes and nobody expected it. I did. Last year was a lot more. And this year, they've got the Pentagon parking lot back. So they are working all year long. We have to make a statement. It's important to talk about the POWs, the MIAs, the Americans left behind. And don't forget what we've got to do to reduce the amount of suicides. 22 a day has crept up. We need to bring it down. One is too many, but 22 a day, we're working for it. And these guys at the AMVETS are doing a great job. Rolling to remember, if you can't get there, support somebody who wants to be there. It's so important to be in our nation's capital. I know that the AMVETS had to work to get back to the Pentagon parking lot and be center stage in Washington, D.C. So we got to make that statement. We can't allow the people that the debacle in Afghanistan is something that we, we, we have to keep people. They've got to be held accountable. They've got to be held accountable and we have to move on from here. So without getting into politics today, <laughs> we're going to, I promise you. But there are other things going on. And by the way, let me mention the MRF because the Bikers in the Beltway is a big deal every year. It's early May. It's coming up. And again, politics affects us all. Left, right, and center, it doesn't matter. You're riding a motorcycle. You, you, you don't want automated cars without people behind the wheel. And if it's irresponsible, and, and the MRF makes sure that they're holding their feet to the fire. Do you want electric motorcycles only? Look, I drive an electric car. You've heard me rant about it. It's the stupidest thing in the world, the dumbest thing I've ever done. And it's a great driving car. So there you go. That's the politics for today. But make it to Rolling Thunder if you can. So today, I've got the honor of bringing on someone who's become a friend over the years, someone who I really appreciate, Woody, the legendary <laughs> Woody from the Buffalo Chip. Hey, Woody, say, say hey. hello. Hello, everybody. I'm just uh, dang happy to be here and uh, be here with Mike. And Mike, really, we got to start off with thank you for everything you do. Well, it's me... very important. And, you know, there's nobody that is more sincere, more dedicated to your causes and our causes. So thank you. People, if you don't know Woody, I'm sure you've all, if you haven't heard of the Buffalo Chip, well, Tune in and tune out and come back later. <laughs> we were just talking. My first time going to Sturgis was, I think it was 1985. could have been 86. And I told Woody, I just bought a new low rider. My, my, was a, not my, my first new Harley was a, an 883 Sports. I traded it in. They gave you that $39.99 trade-in guarantee. I got this low rider. Oh, it was my first Evo. That was it. And I, I, I couldn't believe it threw a POWMIA flag on the back of the bike and went to Sturgis. It was phenomenal. I, and I was saying, I thought I stayed at the city park, but I, I don't remember. But the second time I went to Sturgis was 1990 for the 50th, and I definitely stayed at the chip. And even at that time, the Buffalo chip was really cool. It was really something special. And over the years, Woody, I've, I've got to know you. When we talk about the Buffalo chip, I can't not talk about people like... Robbie Knievel. And I, think I remember bringing in Robbie from Milwaukee, the, the kid with the facial cranial. Mm, cranial facial association. Yeah, the CCF. And I brought, I brought a bike that we raffled off and we said, Woody, can we raffle it off at the chip? And you said, of course you can. And we, we did that at the chip. You had Robbie up on the stage. When I got there, I had met him and his mom. He was about nine or 10 years old in San Diego and they had their annual meet. His mother said, can you take him on, on your bike and give him a ride? We're from Milwaukee, they're in San Diego. Every year they meet and Cher comes down because she did the movie, The Mask. And if you saw that movie, you have a, a visual of what Robbie looked like. 
And so I gave him a ride on the back. I told her, I said, look, I can't put a helmet on him. She said, I don't care. Just get him on the bike. I gave him a ride on the, on the freeway. You know, it went down 163, which was right outside the shop. And he's holding on tight. He couldn't talk. Remember, his mouth was yeah. so contorted. He couldn't talk. And, and I got this little nine-year-old skinny little kid holding on. And I can hear him go, he was so excited. He's making noises. I get to Sturgis a few years later, and the family was there as I was leaving. And I, I saw Micah McCloskey. I, I'm sure you know Micah. Mm-hmm. And I said, Micah, can you help me out? I'm leaving, but they're here. Can you help? He says, Mike, I, I can't. I'm, I'm doing something. But Robbie Knievel's in the back. Turns out this little Robbie, this kid, his now he's like 11 or 12, and his idol is Robbie Knievel, just happened to be there. I take him in the back, P.S. Robbie Knievel took him out on his bike for like an hour, got off his bike, took this wooden cross from around his neck and gave it to little Robbie. Wow. And they became like his, he was became his big, but you always hosted them at the Buffalo Chip. You have always been somebody who's made, if it's somebody who's important, who's doing something for somebody else, whether it's a charity, military events, and God bless you for all you do there, you've always been the host that just doesn't stop with whatever you can do. And and you've always been like that. We've always appreciated it. And I just got to tell you, it's grown over the years. You, you keep on. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is like, when I, when I talk about my friends down at Excalibur Cigar Lounge, I know how Tom goes there. I get there. If I get there at 8 o'clock, he's already there. If I get there at 9 o'clock, the place is kept. The Indian is outside. You're like that. You're this entrepreneur that works every day. All, I see you in Daytona. You're promoting the Buffalo Chip. I saw you at the wall in Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day a few times promoting the work, the Buffalo chip. You're always working every year, year after year, the chip is improving. You do the veterans event and Thursday nights, you've even allowed me up on a stage a few times, <laughs> you know, but, but seriously, I mean, I remember the year after when, when my friends were, were, were killed in, in yeah, just a terrible the Benghazi situation and Ty Woods and Glenn Doherty were killed. And, you know, they, they I mean, I didn't know really what well, I'm a combat controller, the Navy SEALs, they'd come to San Diego, Harley Davidson. And then you bring Dorothy Woods and Glenn Doherty's brother to the chip. And I, you know how much that means? You've got what, 30, 40,000 people out there. The year, the first year I brought Robbie, the, the pilot that landed the plane on Hunan Island, you had him up on the stage. Yep. <laughs> right? The, yes, the guy from Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've done, the things you do, you don't talk about them, you don't advertise about them. But I got to tell you, as a, as a veteran and a, an, an activist in too many things, <laughs> I shouldn't put my nose in. I, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that and and the hard work people don't recognize all year round you're working and then you bring in guys like Rob Pandria who I know from Indian Motorcycles when yeah. my wife we had that dealership for a couple of years she ran into a couple of buzzsaws but she always said you, you were great and, and you really helped out a lot and you did some really great things and now you're the COO with the Buffalo Chip and I'm expecting some big things. And from what I'm hearing, we're going to hear about some of those things. Yeah, but today. that's, that's, it's my, I'm, I'm, uh, I try and be the grease in the machine every now and then. It's a Woody's, Woody's the machine. I tell you, nobody works harder in this industry than my boss. He puts everybody to shame when it comes to work, probably including me too. And, uh, and I tell you what, um, it's just an absolute honor to just even be associated with the chip. And, uh, and Woody's just uh, an inspiration in everything he does. You know that. You talked about it. Yeah. But it's really, Woody should be telling us about what's new and what's coming up. Well, I'm going to let Woody talk in a minute, but I wanted you guys to understand. Are you sure you're going to let him talk? I'm going to let him talk, but I just want the people, I promise. Okay. I just want people to understand this guy is somebody that you really should appreciate that he's not just some guy that sits up in an ivy tower someplace and tells people what to do. He leads by example. He leads from the front. And you can tell people, Woody, what's going on? I know if it's going on 
the buffalo chip. And, and by the way, before I, the Legends ride, you raise a lot of money for good things. If you get to the to Sturgis, be there Monday every year, and the Legends ride down in Deadwood, you got to participate. Okay, now I'll let you talk. <laughs> After that introduction, what's left to say, you know, um, you know, and really, I met that. Much of a talker. We uh, really, the whole thing about it is just that it's motorcycle people. And the honest to God truth is, when you have people on motorcycles, it's you know, like you see somebody stopping on the side of the road, it's a biker that's going to stop and help them, right? True. And, you know, you're just the nicest people in the world. But, uh, it isn't just Honda riders. I mean, as much good as Honda did with us when you meet the nicest people on a Honda. You, you meet the nicest people on a motorcycle. And if they're on a motorcycle, they got freedom in their heart. And, uh, you know, that's warmth for other people. And that's really what it is. So it isn't so much what we do. We're kind of like an enabler, right? We prevent a space where we just want people to be able to feel free and be able to get together and uh, commune with each other. And, and there's a lot of veterans there, and that's been a real blessing. I mean, it, it has. So, I mean, we're just blessed. And so yeah, do we do bigger things? Uh, we just try to make a place where people can have a good time because if <clears throat> they got all this stuff and they're going on in their lives all year long and uh, for a few days they can come to the chip and just goof off, right? <laughs> you know, just goof off and have a good time doing it. And thank you for mentioning the Legends ride, but um, absolutely, we, you know, every year, <clears throat> and it's children's thing. We started off, uh, you know, before the children's craniofacial thing, but, you know, I mean, you talk about something ripping your heart out, and I'm kind of a bleeding heart liberal, if you will, in a lot of those respects, you know, I think I resent that the politicians stole the meaning of the word liberal, right? Right. Robbie, bless his little heart, I mean, he underwent more than 100 operations. Amazing. Right? Yep. And guess what he's doing these days, right? He's a certified Harley Davidson mechanic, mechanic. right? Yep. And uh, amazing, you know, amazing because you know before all the operations and having a charity to support him and and pull that through, I mean he he wouldn't have had a chance of doing anything because he just physically wasn't capable and you know <clears throat> it's like you said you see the movie Mask and uh, some of those kids my God. Um, your heart just goes out. You can't change them all at once, but if you just keep working a little bit at a time, it all makes a difference. And we can all make that little bit of difference, and that's really what we're doing is making well, that's, a little bit of difference. But that's the inspiration. But you, you allow, like you said, you provide the space. You allow kids like Robbie and, and people like like Robbie Knievel to come in and to bring a kid like that and make him feel important and give him the confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what gives him the confidence that guys, they, they're so self-conscious about what they look like. When they meet you, you treat them like any other kid. Robbie Knievel treats him like his little brother. He's like, and he goes to the chip and you introduce him to all these people. You bring him up on the stage. I remember he's up on the stage and I'm behind him. And, and the way you introduced him was, I think, I think he was less than 15 years old and he already had 30 surgeries at that point. But the crowd cheers him on. He leaves there mm. feeling like he's not self-conscious. He always is, but he's accepted. But it gave hope to more than just him, right? Yes. You know, all of those kids, um, you know, they could look to, they had to get together and all of them knew that, you know, it's going to be hard and it's going to take time, but they've got a better life ahead of them. Yep. And really, we have a privilege to be able to help. And if happen. some idiot looks at them the wrong way or gives them something like that, is in his mind, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. The owner of the Buffalo Chip took care of me. <laughs> Robbie Knievel, all these other guys. If you don't like it, too bad. Yeah. And it's great. And so with the, with the Legends Ride, what we've done is we've been able to, you know, there was Special Olympics, you know, not as not as severely impaired as, as you know, folks from uh, children's craniofacial, but, you know, <clears throat> you have all these people, and they're everywhere. Every town, every city has 
people that need help. And in this case, um, we ended up with the the Special Olympics because we had uh, we had been given money for, as a raise in a charity. We were given money to this uh, basically a foster home for kids that had been taken away and put in the foster home because of abuse, right? And so um, what happened was they got a new CEO for this charity and he wouldn't accept the money from us because we were a bunch of bikers. <laughs> I swear to God, right? I believe it. <laughs> you know? I and, believe it. And uh, so we went to another one in, in uh, another town, Mitchell, and, and ended up the same thing because they were worried that if they took money from a bunch of bikers that they'd lose some of their, you know, their one great big um, guy, you know, yeah. guy that's chipping in a bunch of money over the years. And so... <clears throat> we were looking for, okay, what kids can you help, right? It's an easy question to ask. And so we said, you ought to talk to these people here with the Special Olympics. And here were these people that were not taking a dime for it. They're taking all the money out of their own pocket, giving these kids rides to the places and, <clears throat> you know, whatever they can yeah. do. Um, taking away time from their careers and, and their uh, jobs and stuff and money out of their pocket. And I said, well, you know, this sounds like a pretty good deal. I mean, no administrative costs and everything. But what we want to do is we want to be able to give something where people can actually see the results of the money that they've given. And so what is it you guys really need that would be physical, right? And so what they said was, well, we need a bus because if we had a bus, we could then take kids, you know, and more kids to the functions we could have in the event. So... So we bought him a bus, and uh, then, uh, you know, the next thing come along and said, well, you know, we just quintupled the number of people that, you know, kids that we've been able to help, and now we need a gym for them to go and get exercise, and we got more of them, you know, so they don't all fit in the bus anyway, right? So, and uh, along comes, uh, so then I said, well, okay, so found a gymnasium that was defunct because it had, hadn't been maintained, and the floor was ripped up, and that sort of stuff and so we gave them uh we raised money for them for that with the legends ride and i say we i mean it's really the bikers that come in you know it's like 175 bucks or something and we just pool all that together into one lump sum for these guys and and uh, give it to them same thing with the uh, sturgis motorcycle museum but anyway we so we put in a new floor rehabilitated the gymnasium and and they use that and then you know see uh and just a second ago, then I had, um, you know, what else was it? But it's so same kind of a story. What can we do to help that, that works? And with the Special Olympics, we just broke ground on uh, uh, bocce ball court. And, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, and so the city of Rapid City is providing or giving a discount, if you will, to a piece of property that uh, was no housing or anything because of the flood in 72 that uh, wiped out the houses that used to be there. And uh, so we're building a bocce ball court for them. And so it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, all, all the bigger. time. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I know, I was talking about the museum. So at the same time, we were giving some money to the museum and, and actually ended up the amount of money that we gave the museum, the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum and Hall of Fame, turned out to be just the exact amount of money that it took to add on so that we could remodel and enlarge the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum. So if anybody's listening too, um, that museum, if you haven't been there for a long time, it's a pretty dang classy operation now. I mean, good management, more space, uh, great exhibits moving around. So dedicated people. Dedicated people, yeah. Dedicated people. Yeah. I just want to and touch so. on one thing while you're looking at that. When Woody talks about people that won't take money from bikers, you remember Clyde Fessler, right? Yeah. Yeah, Clyde was a great guy. Clyde was the guy that started motor clothes with Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. And nobody would, you know, he, we wanted to start raising money for charities. We, you know, back in the 80s, we, we, Harley started growing. The employees bought the company back from AMF in 81. And Clyde came on there. It's 1982. And no charity would take the money from Harley. And that's when he went to MDA, Muscular Dystrophy Association. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened with Sonny Baga. Sonny Baga, the legendary Hell's Angel, he had cancer, had throat cancer. He wanted to raise money for the Cancer Association. He wouldn't do it. 
So he and I spoke. Next thing you know, he's coming down to San Diego to my big event, 1994. Rose, we raised so much money for the American Diabetes Association. And sometimes you just, people just look at bikers. And I, I think... There's the the biker's book for charity now, mm. and there's all that. And you'd think it would be easier. Yeah. But it's it's just you always know, that And what stigma. I think is for fundraising is, I mean, you get asked all the time, give money for this, give money for that, give it, you know. And so do I, a bunch of other people, right? And yet you want to know that it's doing some good and going someplace. And so you just struck another nerve on, on my deal. And it, it ties into everything that we've just been saying, too. So um, Robbie Knievel and uh, cancer, right? I mean, Robbie passed away a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, had cancer. And, uh, yeah, and Robbie was a big part of the buffalo chip. And so when, uh, when you know, I heard Robbie pass, I mean, we, we just coincidentally had sticks and REO um, speed wagon booked back at the chip. Well, in 2000, we had REO and, and um, Sticks right. booked at the chip, and it, uh, I don't, I can't tell you what night of the week it was, but, you know, mm-hmm. the equipment and stuff was all up there, and, and Robbie came in with the Don Paul DeJoria and a bunch of folks at uh, whatever, and, you know, exercising a little tequila, <laughs> and um, so on, and, and so Robbie's going to jump over the stage, right? Yeah. And so this is in the morning, this decision is made, okay? And so Robbie says, well, you need to build me a ramp, right? I said, well, I don't know how to build a ramp, okay? <laughs> and, and so I didn't remember, no. Well, he says, you know, I'll just go get a bunch of wood. He says, you know, and we walk backstage, and he says, now just uh, start about here. And over here, just build it about this high, right? And I forget how wide, but, uh, you know, maybe probably eight feet because we made it out of plywood and whatever. So I went down to the lumber yard that used to be downtown in Sturgis and got some lumber and and, uh, got the stagehands. And, you know, we started about there and we put it about this high, right? And uh, so, and Robbie, you know, looks at it, no problem, right? And um, so the night comes along and see, there's no landing ramp, right? We just did launch ramp. Right. Okay. And we got the equipment on the stage and out in front of the stage, 10 feet in front of the stage is a four foot high um, chain link fence with a bunch of posts and stuff holding it up, uh, you know, like railroad tie posts. Right? right. And so then there were people out there. So that night, Robbie comes along and he rides up to the top of that ramp. He's got his jumpsuit on now and he's official. <laughs> you know, he says, you're a daredevil. He's, hey, Woody, I'm not a daredevil. I'm a professional. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so three times up to the top of the ramp and he looks around fourth time goes back and he's only has a runway you know he didn't need to go very fast anyway but i mean right. he only had uh, i don't know maybe 50 75 feet back there for a runway yeah. and hit that ramp and that ramp probably was 25 or 30 feet long and he flew over the stage um, didn't hit any equipment was <laughs> underneath the lights that were hanging from the roof right Amazing. cleared the Amazing. security fence out 10 feet in front of the stage and we'd ask the people in the crowd to part because he was going to land there so yeah. so there was people standing on each side maybe 30 40 feet <laughs> of space in between for him and i'd put right in front of the front of the house i'd put some uh, little hay bales right yep and so you could um, you know, you could see when he hit the ground that uh, we didn't smooth the ground out either, so it was rutted, right? And so you could see him fighting the handlebars because yeah. I don't know how fast he was going, and not that fast, but maybe 30 miles an hour. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. and you hit some of those ruts in the in the road, and, and you could just see how quickly though he regained control of the motorcycle, and then he crashed into or dove into depending on the eye of the beholder um the hay bales right and then he comes out holding his chest you know and uh, we go up on the stage you know uh, broke some ribs that kind of stuff and again you're a professional again (laughs) right (laughs) and uh so, yeah, and we, Robbie did a number of jumps out at the chip and all that, but anyway, he ended up getting cancer. And I had a call from uh, 
And, and this will get to a fundraising thing here. There's another new fundraising deal. With I'm the just charity. loving the story about Robbie. Camille. Oh, yeah. Well, we have other worked. stories about Robbie, know, but that's I for know. later. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that's after the recording. Yeah. After the recording. So, yeah. So, anyway, so Sean Ives called me up to make sure that I'd heard Robbie had passed. And, that, uh, and Sean had been at the chip, you know, a couple of years earlier. And uh, he'd had a little squelling on the side of his neck that he was thinking he just had a little swollen gland or something and he got real sick on Wednesday and went down to see the doc and the doc said oh you got a really serious case of a very aggressive cancer you better quit everything you're doing and go home right wow. and uh, so he calls me up to tell me Robbie had passed from cancer and that he was cancer free and he wanted to do a jump in memory of Robbie Knievel, okay? And um, he wanted to do that in a way that would raise some money for cancer and raise some awareness. And, you know, I told him, first of all, I don't know how to raise money for people. That, I mean, you just can't ask people to give money, give money, give money, right? But if you're doing something, you know, that's, yeah. that's different, right? You know, so get a little bunch, get a small contributions and just get a lot of them, right? Yeah. And then stick with it. And so we, uh, I told him, I said, you know, even if I did know how, motorcycle jumps are a dime a dozen. Who cares, right? <clears throat> really, I mean, everybody's done it. Evil jumped 110 cars, but way the hell back when, and, you know, Robbie was jumping, he jumped 103 motorcycles here on the 130. Yeah, my, my you know. buddy Bubba Blackwell. Yeah, 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 yeah there's Bubba a bunch of, they're great. Bubba's been here, y'all, yeah. all that stuff. And so, you know, I said, but, so we've got to, if we're going to do something, we've got to do something that's spectacular. We can't just do the same old thing that somebody else did already, right? And so talking with him, he had been in a, a circus school when he was a little kid, and he shows me a picture, and here's a, uh, a seven or eight-year-old kid on a high wire with Carl Walenda. Oh, my right? God. Oh, my God. He the says, yeah. Walenda's. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so family friends of the Lewendas and a good friend of Carl's uh, great-grandson, uh, you know, great-grandson, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I call up Blake and I say, hey, Blake, how about, you know, we get, we're doing this fundraising thing. I haven't figured out how to do the fundraising things in here, but I, I can figure out something that would be spectacular, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so how about if you walk, I tie a, I tie a cable to the stage, and I then tie the other end of it over up on the hill there by the, the party deck, the bar. And it's be about 30 feet tall right over the main street that goes right through the middle of the amphitheater. And <clears throat> you walk across that wire. And sure, I'd do that. And I said, well, but the other thing is, I'd like uh, one of the Ives kids to jump over you when you're on the wire above the street, <laughs> right? And so, would you still do it, right? And he said, mm, something to the effect of, well, if I ain't scared, I ain't doing my job right, you know? <laughs> so you gotta love people like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's not me jumping, right? <laughs> and it's not me being jumped over. Yeah. And so that's, and so, on just earlier before our veterans tribute on Thursday, right? Right. I mean, we'll have a memorial for Robbie this, you know, on uh, on Tuesday anyway, which is when Ario and Sticks are are performing. But I wanted to have this for whatever reason. I wanted to have this on our veterans tribute day, and so on Thursday we're. Um, going to have this jump. This is this year. This is this year, yeah. Coming just up. Be, just, hey, be, on my way to the, I took both of them to the airport and got on a different plane myself to come here, right? Wow. So we've scoped it out. We know how high on the stage to tie the cable. Right. And what part of the hillside we're going to park the caterpillar that's going to hold the other end oh, of Jesus. the line. Wow. Wow. <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, and then uh, what they hadn't figured out yet is just exactly what the apex of the jump is going to have to be, right? So I just had, I was asking Blake, I said, you know, if you need to, can you duck when you're on that wire? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Man, oh man, oh man. So anyway, so. It's going to be spectacular. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And so we're having some fun making up. 
I wanted to do something evil Knievel caliber for promotion, you know. Wow. So, so we put out this thing, you know, hey, are these guys going to die? You know, <laughs> well, you know, truthfully, yeah. yes, some of their relatives did. I'm yeah. pulling less uh, stunt worthy, uh, you know, little yeah. deals, right? Yeah. And uh, so, but then it was still like, how do we make a charity thing out of this? And, and you know, children's charity. And, and somebody had, had, you know, suggested the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation because we got more kids dying from brain cancer than we ought to have, right? Yeah. And so the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation um, is raising money, and they've been doing it for years, um, and with bikers already. So, I mean, it's a motorcycle charity sure. is what yeah, it comes yeah, down yeah. to. Yeah. And so they'll be soliciting and asking riders who want to come from any place around the you know North American continent um, to ride out there and raise some funds on the way out there. So we'll we'll raise some money on on uh, that, and it'll go to the uh, Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. But then following that, because I know you're interested in our military tribute. Incidentally, we're um, setting the flags up in the Freedom Field I, I, I on gonna, July 28th. I, I, I was going to ask you we'll about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, because you, you, if, if you haven't been to the chip, you've got to put it on your calendar to get there. One of the things is you write in, how many flags do you have up? 810. 810 American flags. It's amazing. It's an amazing sight. How long does it take you to put that up? Well, you know, it used to take a damn long amount of time, right? <clears throat> but somebody got smart enough, not me, to uh, figure out how to do this in a quicker way. So if people will just come out and join us on July 28th, we'll put up those 800 flags in about 25 minutes. No. Yeah. yeah. And the way we do that is we spent more time preparing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you'll like this too. So we have the 810 um, uh, pegs stuck in the ground set in concrete. All right, so the yeah. formation is already there. We have the flags mounted on posts, on aluminum poles. Right. And then at uh, on July 28th, five o'clock, we're going to go out and we're going to just hand out these flags to people and then people take, you know, they bring their kids along, take out, they pick up a flag, they go out and they place it. In these the are not small flags. No. No. These are, how high are the poles? At least, what? Uh, 10 feet. How many? 10. 10 feet? Mm-hmm. And the flags are about, what, 7 by 15? Uh, no, 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 no. They're not that big. They're, they're. Uh, I think they're 4 by 3. So yeah, standard. probably yeah. just 3 by 4. Really? They that. look yeah. so much bigger. Well, well there's, there's a lot of them. There's 800 of them. Yeah. And that's yeah. what. Well, you know, that is the deal. But anyway, it, it's, it's a. It's huge. A, yeah, yeah, it's a very moving experience. People come back. And then we'll have a little guest speaker. We have a battlefield uh, cross memorial in the middle of the freedom as well. And so we'll have a little ceremony. But uh, but that's that's uh, that's it. That's, you know. And, and, and um, then, then they, we put in the Vietnam Wall, 80% replica of the wall behind that. And uh, that'll come in probably, might even be there already on the 28th. Now, is this year. the first year you're having the, the wall, the Vietnam No, no, no. We've had them for 20 years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> yeah we should have just built one. But no, they come in and set it up as the American Veterans Traveling Tribute. Wow. And, uh, it's 80% replica. It's an absolute replica made out of the same material as the wall and the I've been with several of the replicas. I, I was the speaker at the one in Palm Springs and on several occasions in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So again, especially if you're a veteran, if you have relatives, parents, grandparents, anything that was a Vietnam veteran, these moving walls are, a, are an absolute replica of the wall in Washington, D.C. And that wall, when it went up, I was there at the dedication in 1982, and I can tell you it changed my life. I'm a Vietnam vet. I think it changed the whole trajectory of where this country was going and disrespecting us and treating us like we were criminals. Somehow, that wall changed everything about that. And then, what, four or five years later, my friend Artie Muller decided to start Rolling Thunder. We had been riding down every year up before that, but and I wasn't happy, by the way, when he said that. I said, come on, you're going to commercialize this now? But it worked. Mm-hmm. It became something very special. And 
When you talk about the things you do, and I know I talk about it, and people say, oh, Mike's, Mike's over there kissing, <laughs> kissing Woody's butt on this thing. It, it, I, I don't have to do that with anybody, thank mm-hmm. God. It, it's just, it's real and it's sincere. And even, even when things aren't exactly the way I like them, I always respected Greg. And you talk about somebody with cancer who's mm-hmm. been through hell. It's not just Greg. It's it's just everyone that works there is passionate about doing something at this Buffalo chip for the bikers, for the events, for things. And and I know that Greg has got to go through hell on that veterans night because I know, I know he, I don't know the inside story about well, all this stuff. Yeah. But Greg is our New York Mike, our resident New York Mike, except he doesn't talk. Right? <laughs> That's true. So, you know, so. But, we have the most boring but, podcast in the world. He has, <laughs> be but he has, he has the heart like no one else. And he's committed to making the, freedom celebration a bigger deal so i mean he baby i mean i would frankly forgive me everybody i would frankly fly those flags you know for the month and and i would fly most of them again next year without buying all new ones or anything and greg he's just a little fray in one of those flags and is buy a new flag right <laughs> and so like holy crap i'm buying eight nine hundred flags a year right and uh so but anyway and um but the yeah, the flag deal is the thing. But getting back to where we're at, so when at the end of the uh, jump, um, and uh, and hopefully it all turns out good. But if it doesn't, they've signed little contracts dedicating their bodies to science, <laughs> right? So you know, after the hearse leaves, we'll <laughs> we're gonna get on with the the military tribute because we give away. We have a, our own little award deal that we give away, which is a, an award plaque. It's a, uh, but you also gave scene. away some other things. I remember when Ty Southern, mm-hmm. a former Marine, lost mm-hmm. both, both legs and arm, and yep. as a, mm-hmm. you guys gave him a trike. Yep. I mean, every you you do so much well, for different people, okay. and, and it's, truthfully, Greg gets uh, you know almost 110 percent of all of the credit for all of this stuff. And so this year, yes, had a trike built again this year again. to be given away. Wow, we have a track wheelchair. Right, I remember awarded, that from last year. Right? Yep, and. Uh, then uh, there's a oh, and then there's a trained uh, service dog um, that we're giving away, and so um, and actually the recipients um, we we always have um, a deserving recipient who needs it, and we really haven't found all of those just uh, right at the present, but uh, we know they're out there, right? And uh, unfortunately, they're out there. And so we'll, uh, we'll have that, but um, yeah, but that all comes with, uh, with the flag. And, and you know, that uh, Freedom Field and the flags, is, yeah, it's, a, it's a moving deal, but we have 804 American flags, and then we have one flag for each of the branches of the military, which are now six, right? Yep, and, Space you know, Force. The Space Force is going to get more recognition. Is just like in today's news, the the uh, subspace deal, the uh, um, balloon that uh, uh, China that we just reported is using has got capabilities we don't know what for spying, right? Sure. You know, it's the balloon plus is what it is, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a Hindenburg. It won't go away. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but yeah, July twenty eighth. Come on out and join us, and uh, and uh, maybe we'll have you have a word or two. For folks it's as well. um, it's 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 pretty amazing. The other thing is, and, and you know, because we're we're talking about the charities and the military events and the rest of it, but people come out, they just have a good time. They just, they get out there and they just have fun. And you provide some of the best entertainment anybody can find any place. And you can't do it in a week or a month. It's It takes, what, the whole year, six months, eight months? How do you, I mean, you get the best. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I love it when Kid Rock is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. For me, he's the epitome of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. He's the American badass. He is the American badass, the best of the best. best And he loves playing the chip. Yes, he does. I mean, it's awesome. But some of these other bands that you get, they're phenomenal. Yeah, well, we try to... We try to keep everybody entertained. You know, we want to do stuff that uh, we have a good time with as well, but we try and get something for everybody. So we try 
remembering, you know, I get somebody say, hey, you know, what are you doing bringing in a young band? So anyone want the old for it? And I, I said, well, you know, don't you appreciate young women? Because they come to see the younger bands. <laughs> <laughs> so Very strategic. Yeah, yeah very strategic. <laughs> it's basic. Very basic, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. so anyway, um, yeah, we do all that. But getting back to Robbie and the cancer, that's what's going on. And so then after the jump is our awards, make those presentations. And then, yeah, we show up with a, probably another opening act and then Def Leppard and so Def Leppard. Yeah. Wow. So, big show. <clears throat> big show. Yeah. Big show. Yeah. yeah. I got the lineup here. We want to kill it, right? I mean, we want to kill it. So, I mean, you should go big or go home. Or both. Well, yeah. Or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, we all got to go home, right? You At know, some point. Something like that. I know. And so I know. it's kind of like, and Robbie's going home. Uh, his memorial was uh, July 2nd, 1st and 2nd in Butte, Montana. And uh, so I'm uh, personally just starting right where he lands on that jump in 2000 and uh, going to ride out to Butte um, that on the June 30th. So you gonna, you're going to go out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, so, you know, if you're just hanging around want to go for another 557-mile ride. Listen, um, I've done it before, you I know. know. I mean, you That's know. why I suggested it. Yeah, last so, year, yeah. Robert Patrick went out to Butte to do that uh, 1923 show mm-hmm. when we were in Sturgis. He left on Wednesday, and he went out there, and then he, he's been doing that. And Brian Gates, mm-hmm. did Brian go with him? No, Brian came with yeah. me. Yeah. To the chip that yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, and Bree indicated he might ride with me from uh, the chip out. You know, for, 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 for Robbie? Memorial. Yeah. He'll, yeah. Well, yeah, Bree will absolutely be at the uh, memorial. Uh, you well, know, yeah, he, he said, probably, you know, yeah, they were that. close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you go to a lot of those events where Robbie would be there, and yeah, Bree was there. So uh, he gets around. It's pretty cool. But anyway, well, yeah, very cool. So that's kind of what's uh, some of the stuff that uh, is on our mind. And what do you have to say about the chip? Wait, 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 wait. So you're the CEO. So you're bringing in a lot of new things. I mean, come on. It's been a motorcycle thing for as long as I can. I got to tell one quick story. We got plenty of time. I got to tell this story. Mm-hmm. So because. Because we haven't talked about the fact that you get entertained walking around seeing the sights. Mm-hmm. And there are some sights to see. I don't want to get graphic. I don't want to get... There's also a couple sites you want to unsee, but that's part well, of the that's story. Well, that's true, too. part of the story. That's true, too. <laughs> so I bring my 15-year-old son, Dax. He's 15. His, his, his birthday is July 29th. And we go to the Buffalo Chip for the 50th anniversary of Sturgis in 1990. And we stay at the Chip. We're at the Chip. Mm-hmm. And we're walking down. Steppenwolf was playing. We're right there in front yeah. of the stage. I mean, it, it was just you could do that and then we we walk down he's 15 and i say son i I don't want you to stare if you see any girls walking without tops you know you might see some stuff it's the (laughs) buffalo chip after all so we're, we're walking down we get to the white there was these white picket fences that you had before you can get. You didn't have all the elaborate. I mean, if you want to go to the chip and get something to eat, something to drink, you got restaurants, you got bars, you got everything in the world. Then you just had the white picket fence and inside you had a few little stands and mm, stuff. Yeah. And so we wanted to get to the phone booth. So we walk down, we get inside and these two, I mean, if they were 18, I didn't ask for their birth certificates, but... <laughs> 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 I don't know if I'd let them in the club without some verification, but they're just topless, walking as casually as, as if they're in their living rooms mm-hmm. and walking up, and, I'm, and I, I don't even think about it. And, and my son looks at me and hits me and he goes, Dad, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your boy, your boy came in at 15 years old and he left at 19, is yeah, what you're that's saying. that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. we've, had, we've had this comment many, many times from a whole bunch of women is that, you know, I don't feel safe in my own city, but we feel perfectly safe just walking around at the Buffalo Chip. I mean, right. Because people are just, they're all bikers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And It's uh, like being yeah. on the beach in Europe. <laughs> right. Well, I can't attest to that because I've never been on the beach in Europe. But uh, I have been to the Buffalo Chip 
and uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of like what uh, some of the agents have said repeatedly: is how do you have so many people and never have any trouble? I said, really, it's just because they're all nice people, and, uh, and it's just a plum ass fact. They're there having a good time, you know, and uh, so that's it. We're there for a couple of weeks of having a good time. And, There's a lot of camaraderie there too. Well, yes, there and is. There, there is, and there, you know, and people look out for each other. Yeah, you know that's different because yeah you know i i remember the first time i went to well not the first time but, you know one of those times i was an adult i went to new york city and walked through down the streets and nobody i could i walked for blocks not one person ever actually saw me they never <laughs> they never raised their eyes from the sidewalk because they're afraid to look at you or something you know? right I, I, that's just pitiful right i mean yeah. it, you know but out there it's a guy hey where are you from yeah where are you from yeah what kind of bike you got you know yeah. what's yeah. going on yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's a whole different deal everybody's there making friends and uh yeah it's and go, you got some great exhibitions there is michael lichter doing his thing there michael is uh let's see gearing down a little bit so the answer is yes and no I mean, everything has to change. So this year, one of, that's one of the things that's changing is because Michael got some issues with his... Uh, we're doing things just a little bit differently. So we're making a nice exhibit with uh, Michael. Michael will be there. and uh, But we're doing the Motorcycles as Art. And, uh, you know, I'll leave that for Robert to uh, tell you about because, you know, he's putting it together largely. And okay. It's going to be going to be very, very cool. But we're also remodeling and upgrading the whole area. Right? Okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just time to change things. Yeah. In fact, the people for years, they go, well, what's new this year? Exactly. Right? Exactly. always something new yeah yeah and so yeah. this year they're going to see some really eye-catching new stuff right and you want to tell us stuff, about that you know, yeah I'll, yeah I'll, I'll talk about it because that just pegs woody to my plans right so now <laughs> we now we gotta freaking do it yeah i heard on the new york mike podcast that you're gonna be doing this yeah yeah we're gonna be launching a rocket out of the amphitheater woody that might be hey, a surprise let's back up let's back up <laughs> No, we're doing. I mean, the motorcycles as art is going to change. We're going to have a little Lichter gallery in there. The guy's such an icon. Yes, and, he is. And I don't think you know this, but I was a photographer. I have a degree in photography, so I saw that man's photography as as absolutely the iconic work that represented a, a cate- category of motorcycling that is so is is you know his images are burned into our psyche. Yes. Let's put it that way, yes. right? Uh, and. Um, so he's absolutely still a part of this whole thing. Uh, but we're bringing in a new energy. We got um, Kevin Dunworth, who is a, a great custom builder himself, but he's been running a lot of other shows out on the East Coast. He's got a whole new perspective. We're going to be bringing in some younger builders and some folks that people haven't heard of, but we're also bringing in some icons on that. And there's going to be an announcement on more of that. Uh, and then the remodeling of that entire complex um, everybody who comes in on the East Gate, and generally that's people who buy like a one-day campground admission, they come in on that side. Everyone's going to funnel through that space, and they're going to see it, and they're going to feel that new energy. we got some amazing sponsors that are stepping up to help facilitate that. Uh, and it's just going to be one of those experiences where anybody who's like, hey, what's new with the chip? All Woody and I got to do is go point over to that corner of the amphitheater, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time. Club chip is getting remodeled. The Rats Hole Bar is getting remodeled. Motorcycles as Art is getting remodeled. Um, the whole soft tail, the original building that was like the original entrance for the Buffalo Chip is all is completely stripped out right now uh, and is getting remodeled. It's going to be awesome. So uh, we got a lot of new stuff happening there, and I'm, I'm just really excited for the investment that Woody's making in, in just happy customers. Nice. Yeah. And you're also doing some other things oh, other yeah. than motorcycle things. Yeah, you know what? Last year, Woody and I were in the office on Saturday and this 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 couple of people came in to come visit. Say, "Yeah, we're from Bell and we just like to talk to you about about the event. And I'm like, oh, Bell, Bell helmets, right? That's what yeah, I'm Bell like, helmets. Oh, I got a bunch of Bell helmets at home, right? You know? Yeah. So I come in there and, and, and I come in, Woody calls me, hey, these people from Bell are here. We should go, 
we should go chat with them a little bit, right? I walk in the office, I'm like, I know people from Bell Helmets. These aren't people from Bell Helmets. They were from Bell Helicopter. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, Bell frickin' Helicopter is sitting in the office right now. And I was wearing a sweaty t-shirt and I had paint all over my shorts. We were painting a bar and, and, you know, on a Saturday. and, uh, And we just started talking with these guys. And last year they decided to bring out a, a, a Bell helicopter uh, and they had such a good rally meeting helicopter people that we didn't even know were there. Business owners who have helicopters and stuff like that. So you know what? Go big or go home, right? You said that earlier. Yeah. So this year we're having a helicopter rally during the motorcycle rally. And we're cutting in a bunch of landing zones down in our south field over there. And Bell Helicopter is sponsoring a helicopter rally during the motorcycle rally. And the response has been awesome. Uh, and uh, really looking forward to having those folks come in. They want to land. They want to. They've got campers rented. They're bringing in their own RVs and stuff like that. And boy, talk about having all your toys in one spot at one time. That's going to be happening at the chip. And I'm just, I couldn't be more proud of of our team pulling all that together and just and making something unique. And everything I've been trying to do at the chip in the last year and a half or so has been like it's got to be something that could only happen at the Buffalo chip and, and that's then, and that's what we're working on and then after that you're gonna have off-road stuff I yeah mean, man i mean we, we, yeah stuff. we got the gateway to the black hills and all yeah. the trail network and all that so we're doing an overlanding and you heard it here first right on mike's podcast we're going to be doing an overlanding rally with tread magazine uh on labor day weekend in september right after the rally so really looking forward to that too. that's crazy so if you got if you got a jeep if you got an off-road anything whatever you want to do it, you know whatever those things are that you people have out there that you you know put all that money in and then take them over the <laughs> like wreck them let's go wreck them on the road but yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun it's beautiful country to do that in well what you so, know, the best party anywhere it's yeah. just got to keep rolling just Whether keep on two going wheels or four wheels keep or on going fly in, absolutely but getting back to so, two wheels is the adventure fest to get on adventure oh yeah, fest july one. 20th so yeah well you know basically two weeks before the rally so yeah you know for four days there people are coming and hanging out down at bikini beach basically and uh goofing off we had vendors last year we had five oems there doing demo rides with uh, off-road bikes right while he's there with the pan america yeah, yeah. Pan america. i love that pan america yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's I crazy. Conf- I confess to even taking it out on the interstate, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, and so we got our little trail permit, so people come to the chip and we can give them their trail permit and maps and head off out into the trails of the Black wow. Hills and have a good day. Come back and relax. <laughs> so I, I just I, I don't I don't want to get into a whole bunch of political stuff. I always do that, but I want to I, I want to I want to at least conclude this with how important is it that you guys are in South Dakota? Because I you know I've known I remember when Christy Nome was in Congress when I first met her, mm-hmm. and and you know so many of the people the mayor comes out and talks, the governor comes out and talks the different you know different governor before mm-hmm. before she was there but you know it, it seems like it's freedom and i know if i was doing something like that or anybody was all you'd think about was all the liability and then god forbid somebody should crash somebody should break a leg somebody should this somebody should that you take those risks and on top of everything else as one entrepreneur to another and you're you know what you do is a lot bigger than anything i did but i did a lot and I, I mean, I, I don't want any part of that stuff. And you take on that risk day after day. How do you do it, man? How do you sleep at night with that? That's I don't a big know deal. any better. You don't know any better. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. That's a fact. So, you know, yeah, all that stuff, just excuses for not doing anything. I mean, so um, it, it's a risk, no question. I remember one of my early guys that I had out there with the security, he was just saying, you know, these aren't the kind of people that would really sue you anyway, right? And generally speaking, that's true. But it's still our obligation to try to make it safe for everybody, right? Yeah, but... Now, you know, so 
Not, um, it's not bureaucrat safe. Oh, we got bureaucrat safe. We got sued once. It was uh, by a nurse um, who uh, knew that we built one step over there by the party deck that was five eighths of an inch off OSHA standards, and she sprained her ankles of that step. She wasn't a biker, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, so, but. <clears throat> so, but we, we changed the step. Um, so, you know, they're just risks. Again, these are great people. I, 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 we, I we just... Do our, we do our I, best. I know. And, you know, the whole idea is to be free. And so, yeah, the wimping of America, people need to take responsibility. But everybody needs... Here's our motto, right? I mean, you hear it on every podcast or every ad or, you know, every email that I've done for 20, 30, 40 years, right? Ride free, take risks. Right. Calculate them, take risks. Take if risks. you ain't taking risks, you ain't living. There you go. You heard it. You heard it from Woody, Robert Pandia, and I'm New York Mike, and I got to tell you, I hope, I, I, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business guy, I, I look what you do in maybe a little different way, and I want people to understand how much goes into those couple of weeks and hopefully you're going to be able to stretch them for a couple of months. But and, and by the way, if you haven't been to the Black Hills, go to the Black Hills in June and July. Beautiful. Stay till September, October. It's a beautiful place. There's plenty to do. Go to Deadwood. Go up to Crazy Horse. Go around. Stay at the Buffalo Chip when you do it. At, stay at the Buffalo Chip. Go any place you want, but stay at the Buffalo Chip. <laughs> we'll help you get around. There you go. Yeah. No, but there's a... There's there is a lot of work to get to that goes into that, and um, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by a lot of hard work, dedication, and great people. So, thanks for being with us today, and thank you for listening. This is uh, New York Mike Rowland with New York Mike, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.